Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. This podcast is brought to you by the Herzog Foundation. However, the views and opinions expressed in this program are my own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Herzog Foundation. I'm so excited to be back with you today, continuing our series, This Little Light of Mine, Shining for Christ in the Classroom. Last week, we talked about the fuel. In other words, what do we need to fuel our ability to shine and our motivation to shine? And we talked about two things. We talked about the need for prayer, and then we talked about the need for perspective. To remember that we are called to be faithful servants of Christ, and it's not actually about Um, pleasing people or whether we feel fulfilled or whether we feel like we're making a difference. It's about serving Christ and seeking to reflect him day in and day out in the classroom. Today, we're moving on to the second F, the foundation. This, what I'm going to share with you today is kind of an unexpected key that really is the foundation to help us shine. And that is our credibility. And I have to credit Dave Stewart Jr. for helping me kind of crystallize this concept. Uh, because for a while, I'm like, there's something there and I, could, I couldn't put words to it. And he uses the word credibility. And when he talks about credibility, um, he defines it as, do your students believe, can they see that you care and are competent at your job? And this credibility piece really is so vital to our ability to make a difference, both in our students' lives and then also our ability to have a good testimony and to have people take us seriously, um, our colleagues take us seriously, our admins, um, our, um, our co-workers. Are we credible? Are we a good teacher? So the reality is that Being credible, the more credible we are as a teacher, that helps us. That gives us opportunities, lays a foundation uh, that can help us have a bigger impact on those around us. So what exactly am I saying? I'm saying being good at your job matters beyond just the day-to-day. It matters for eternity. So I hope this is an encouragement, we're going to kind of dive into this a little bit later, that everything you do to improve at your job has eternal benefits, not just because you're working for God, but because it helps improve your credibility. When you're a good teacher, it improves your credibility, it provides a good example, and makes people more likely to listen to us and to value our words. Now, when we think about credibility, though, there are two traps that we can immediately fall into. And I want to talk about both of these traps so that we can avoid both of them. We don't want to fall into either extreme. The first trap that might you might be tempted to fall into, even now as I'm talking, is feeling inferior. So when we hear, um, are you a good teacher? Do your students Do you have credibility with your students? Do they know that you're competent and good at your job and that you care about them? 
you might immediately say, ooh, I don't know. I feel inferior. I, I'm not an, I, maybe I'm not a master teacher. Maybe I'm not good enough at this. What? Maybe I can't actually do this. Maybe, maybe I'm not called to be a teacher. That feeling of inferiority is not where we want to be. We have to remind ourselves, God has called you to this. This is where he's placed you and he will help you. God would not have you hang your head down and be discouraged, but rather be courageous. I think of Joshua. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That was a specific promise Joshua that God made to Joshua. And it's 100% applicable to us because it's echoed all throughout scripture that God is with us, that he's here to help us. And he would not have us approach this from that attitude of, oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Um, we don't have to be good enough. God is the one that is good. God is the one that is amazing. And we are simply called um, to do our best and follow him. So if you're tempted to feel inferior, you need to build yourself up with the fact that God has called you and he calls you to do your best and to rest in that. But on the other end, if you're tempted to feel inferior, you need to fight that. But there's another danger, another trap, and that is complacency. We can also be in a different point, a different spot where we kind of are just like, "Mm, this this is all I can do. Um, Or it just is what it is. And we aren't willing or we just don't, we just don't put in the effort that we need to improve and to excel. And I think of the verse that says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might or whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for man. So while we shouldn't feel inferior and, and shrink back in fear um, or feel like there's this impossible standard that we can never measure up to, we also shouldn't be complacent and just say, eh, I am what I am. I can't, you know, this is who I am. I don't need to improve. And honestly, I kind of doubt you're there because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't care about growing and improving. But just wanted to point out both of those dangers because sometimes in an effort to avoid one danger, we fall into the other one. You might say, man, I I certainly don't want to be complacent. So then you fall into the the trap of feeling inferior and feeling like you're never good enough um, and vice versa. So we want to be aware of both traps so that we can find the middle ground, the right ground. And what is that? What should we do? We should seek to be the best teacher we can be for the glory of God. You see, we get in trouble when we make it about us, okay? If I want to be a credible teacher because I want my students to like me and I want to get a good evaluation and I want my admin to think that I'm great, when we make it too much about us, as we talked about last week, that opens us up to all kinds of dangers. Um, it opens us up to pride. It opens us up to people pleasing. It opens us up to fear and feeling inferior when it doesn't work well, work out well. Um, it ha- ends up, we sometimes end up tying up our worth into how good of a job we think we're doing or how good of a job someone else thinks we're doing. So this cannot be about us. We can't be working on our credibility for our own benefit. It has to be for the glory of God, and just saying, God, you have called me to this. I am going to seek to be the best teacher that I can. I'm going to seek to be a credible teacher for your glory. So what am I saying? And then we're going to get into a couple practical areas. What I'm saying is this. I want to give you a a, a piece of encouragement and then explain why. 
I want to encourage you that everything you do to be a good teacher, even if it seems mundane or unspiritual, it matters. It matters for so many reasons. It matters because you're working heartily for the Lord. It matters because God has called you to this. But it also matters because everything you do to improve your craft as a teacher builds your credibility, which then provides that platform to speak into your students' lives. Because if you if they don't think you're a good teacher, they're, they're much less likely to respect you and they're much less likely to take seriously what you say. But when you are, the better teacher you are, the more competent you are, the more they're learning and growing in your class, the more your words are going to have weight and the more they're going to, um, the more opportunity um, you're going to have. And once again, the caution, remember that God is at work, okay? He can overrule. His purposes are never um, thwarted, okay? So, so we we need to be careful about taking on too much responsibility here. But we have been called to do our best. And that, like I said, that encouragement is everything you do, every podcast episode you listen to, every new um, piece of technology you try, or every new strategy, or when you troubleshoot, or when you help a student tutoring, like everything that you do to improve your craft, to help your students, it all matters. And that should be an encouragement. We're taking a quick break to share a bit about our partner, the Herzog Foundation. The Herzog Foundation supports Christian schools in a variety of ways, but one way I highly recommend is their leadership trainings. They offer free in-person trainings to school leaders on a variety of important topics like donor development, marketing and enrollment, strategic planning, culture building, and more. Not only are the trainings free, but lodging and meals are also covered by the Herzog Foundation. So that means your school's only cost is airfare to get to the event. My friend Nancy is a school leader at the the school my kids attend, and she participated in one of these events last spring and told me it was absolutely amazing. So if you're at a Christian school, I highly recommend checking these out and recommending them to your school admins. You can find info by going to HerzogFoundation.com and clicking the events tag at the top of the page. That's HerzogFoundation.com and click the events tab. Now back to our conversation. All right, as we continue, I want to dive into a couple specific areas um, as I think about our credibility that we might want to address. So I'm going to talk about, there's there's a lot more areas than this, but three big ones come to mind that I want you, as I talk about, to kind of just evaluate. Is Am I a credible teacher in this area? Because once again, that credibility is kind of that intangible. If you've ever stepped into a teacher's classroom and you're just like, what do they have? It's like, confidence and credibility, right? Um, so ask yourself, am I credible or or is, is what I'm doing in this area helping my credibility or hurting my credibility? That might be a better way to think about it. So the first area is classroom management. How chaotic versus controlled is your classroom? If a classroom is really out of control and frantic and you are frantic and, and you're losing your cool and, and you don't know what to do, it's hard to consistently show love. You're probably showing more frustration than you want. Um, That is not what you want to demonstrate, right? And kids are seeing this lack of, you know, this, this lack of management, this in some cases lack of control, and it can cause them to lose respect for us. And that limits our ability to speak truth into their lives as, as we lose that respect. Conversely, though, as we seek to grow and improve our classroom management and create an environment where students can listen and there's order and students are able to 
focus and learn that increases our credibility. Um, our students are more likely to take us seriously. So classroom management is one area to ask, you know, how am I doing? And once again, remember our traps. We don't want to be complacent. We don't want to, I can't do anything. We don't want to feel inferior or feel like there's a, or be perfect. Perfectionist is another word we could have put in there, right? We don't want to be perfectionist and be like, oh, I'm not perfect. Okay. There was always room for improvement, but just consider, is this the area that I most need to work on to improve my credibility? Is classroom management an area that could really use work or is that an area that's helping my credibility? Now, if you are looking for help with classroom management, uh, that's something that we love to help teachers with. We've, we did a classroom management series on this podcast earlier if you want to scroll back. But I have two specific things I'm going to mention to you as resources. First of all, we have a free training called How to Reduce Disruptions Without Yelling, Begging, or Bribing. It's a great first step. If you haven't taken that training, um, you can get it at teachfortheheart.com slash free. Second thing I want to invite you to is the Rise Up Summit. At the Rise Up Summit, Michael Linson of Smart Classroom Management, yes, I'm so excited, um, joins us to talk about classroom management strategies, smart classroom management strategies for your classroom. So those are two places that are a great spot to start if you need some help with classroom management. Um, Both are completely free. Um, The summit, once again, the training is at teachfortheheart.com slash free. That's available right now. The Rise Up Summit is coming up towards the end of October, mid to late October. And you can, but it's completely free to sign up and attend during that weekend. Um, Head to riseupchristianeducators.com. That's rise up christianeducators.com to sign up and you'll be registered for Michael's session and any other ones that you feel will be helpful. So first area, classroom management. Second area, pedagogy. Okay, when I say pedagogy, you know that I mean just teaching, the art of teaching, lesson planning, delivering a lesson, helping students learn the material. There, I don't have to tell you, there is so much that goes into actually being good at teaching. And it can be tricky because for some people, it comes so naturally. And some of you are naturally gifted as a teacher. You naturally know this is the best way to explain this. And you have that gift of being able to take something, even if it's complicated, and explain it to students in a way that they can understand. Others of you, though, that doesn't come as naturally, okay? And and it takes a little bit more work and skill. Like you have to grow your skills in that. But regardless whether it comes naturally or not, I think it is important to recognize that of yourself. Is this coming naturally to me? If if so, wonderful. That's such a help. But you can still always be finding new strategies and new things to try um, to be even better. But if it's something that doesn't come naturally to you, you need to recognize that and then you need to really make sure that you're using good strategies to help um, fill in those gaps that aren't happening naturally. So here's a key question that can maybe help you distinguish this in your classroom. When you're teaching, are most of your students learning what you're teaching or are a lot of them struggling? Okay, now that won't necessarily tell you whether you have a natural knack or not, but that will tell you if you're hitting the goal or not. All right, there. Were, let me explain. There will always be, well, maybe not always, but there will almost always be a couple students in your class who are really struggling with whatever you're teaching. That is not a mark that you're not doing a good job. You want to come alongside them. You want to help them. You want to give them all the support that they need, but like that's going to happen. But if you're looking at around half the class, and definitely if it's more than half the class, that is struggling in your class, 
Um, and when I say struggling, I mean they're confused. They're not sure what to do. They're not performing well on assessments or, or work. Then something's going on, okay? And I, it's particularly if they're not understanding, okay? Because if they are confused, that is probably more tied to your teaching than it is to their motivation, okay? Now, I know I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to be, there's so much nuance here and there's so much complexity to it, but I'm, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to parse out and, and share with you something that's helpful because student motivation obviously plays a huge part. So if you're teaching and they get it in class, but then they don't put in the work at home and then they're coming in and they're, and they're not passing the tests, like there's elements that are, that are more on the student. But what I'm really asking here is, are the majority of your students understanding the material when you teach it? If you do it together and then you say, try a problem, you know, for math, we did a problem and now I want you to try it. Are the majority of students getting it? Or if they don't get it, are you able to then step in and say, oh, okay, um, we're not getting this. Let's try it this way. Let me re-explain. And now the majority of students get it, okay? If, if, if the majority of students at the, I was going to say at the end of the day, but it doesn't, they don't always get it at the end of the day. At the end of the chapter, the end of the lesson, like when you're done with it, are the majority of students getting it? If so, then then you are hitting at least then then you are growing your credibility in pedagogy. You you are a credible teacher in your pedagogy. Um, but if a lot of students are struggling, that's on I, I'm saying this kindly, but that's probably on you. It's probably at least partially on the way you're teaching it. There are ways to teach and to scaffold what you're teaching in a way that the majority of students should be experiencing at least some level of success in your class. It doesn't mean they're all getting A's, but it should mean that they're learning and they're growing. You shouldn't feel like no one is getting what I'm teaching. Something's off, either the the material or how it's being presented or the activities that are going along with it. Something's off. Okay, so there's always room for improvement. Um, but if if they're noticing that a lot of students are tr- are struggling, that should be like a big red flag to you, saying, "Okay, something's really off here, and this is an area that I really need to improve in." Um, for many reasons, but as we're as it relates to what we're talking to today, it's hurting my credibility, and it's and it's and it's affecting my ability to to be credible as a, as a teacher. So my biggest advice for this is just reach out for help. Okay. Um, this is, this is not an area that we have a ton of resources for at Teach for the Heart. Um, but I, so I would just start with your admin, with your grade level team or your department team. If you have that at your school, go to them and saying, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. I'm struggling. How do you teach this? What do you do? And just ask for advice like that. We also have a free Facebook group, teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook. That might be a great place to ask for some help, but I would go to someone, you know, at your school. That is, that is my best recommendation. Um, and see if you can get some help there um, in what you're doing. Now, remember our encouragement, right? We're trying not, remember our dangers. We don't want to fall into complacency. We also don't want to fall into feeling inferior or striving for perfectionism, okay? Um, we, we don't want to do that. If you're recognizing this as an area of struggle, don't let yourself feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be a teacher. Remember, don't fall into that trap of inferiorism. Just recognize it. Okay, this is an area for improvement and get excited about it. See, everything I do, every conversation I have, every new technique I try to improve my pedagogy, I'm building my credibility. I'm creating opportunities to make a bigger difference in students' lives and get 
excited about it. Let it fuel you. That's my goal for you here. It's not is if I'm pointing out something that needs needs help, don't let it be a discouragement. Let it be an excitement that like, wow, I found something that I can grow in and it's really, really going to help. I, I hope that's encouraging to you. So number one, classroom management is an area that can be helping or hurting our credibility. Pedagogy um, is another area. And then the third one that I brought, although there's many more, is student motivation. Now, we touched on this a little bit in pedagogy, the fact that, you know, sometimes are our students motivated in our class? So it, this might immediately not feel like it's our responsibility, right? We might say, well, I can't help if a student's not motivated. I can't help if they don't do anything. And there is an element where you cannot make decisions for your students. They have an element of responsibility, a big element of responsibility in this. But my encouragement to you is that we actually have more agency in this than you may realize. There is a lot that we can do to inspire our students to care about learning. And the more that we can do that, the more that we can inspire our students to care about school and about learning and growing, the more they will enjoy our class, the more they will enjoy learning. So many great benefits come from this. The more they will succeed. And as it relates to what we're talking about today, the more that builds our credibility, the more they will view us as, wow, I love this class. I love this teacher. And I value what you have to say. And I value what you have to share with me. So there's a lot that we can do to improve student motivation. And I am going to, I'll, I'll refer you to two things. One, I will refer you back to Dave Stewart Jr.'s interview um, back in our previous series. So check out our previous series episode on student, the fear series. There's an episode there on student motivation, or you can find it at teachfortheheart.com slash fears. The other thing I will say is Dave Stewart Jr. is coming back. He's really kind of, in my mind, he's the expert on student motivation. I love his framework about student beliefs. It's incredibly helpful. Um, He's coming back to the Rise Up Summit, Lord willing, this October. So if you go to riseupchristianeducators.com and sign up for the Rise Up Summit, you can join us for Dave's session on student motivation. I think he's actually going to be joining us Friday night. Um, Hopefully that's still going to work out. Um, And it's going to be just an incredible session on how to motivate students to care about learning. So those are three areas to consider, classroom management, pedagogy, and student motivation, but so many more areas tie into our credibility. And once again, my encouragement is that to get excited, um, we can tend to be discouraged when we notice an area that we're struggling in, but flip that on its head and get excited and say, wow, okay, this is an area where if I put work into this, I'm on mission with God and I'm able to, like, I'm working with God. He's called me to this. He's going to enable me. I'm going to do my best. And if I can improve in this area, that improves my credibility. And that helps with so many things, not the least of which is um, growing my platform to be able to speak truth into my students' lives. So that's what I want you to do. Um, And I want you to remember what we talked about last week too. I'm going to remind you of this, hopefully every single episode, that we need to keep that perspective. Remember we talked last week, what's going to fuel our ability to shine? It's remembering that it's not about us. It's not about whether we see results. It's about the fact that we are working for God. And so that can really help us shut out the noise, shut out, you know, the people's opinions and whether our evaluation was good or bad and whether, you know, our students like us or not or any of those things and just say, God, I'm working for you. I'm going to seek to do my best. If I've identified an area that that needs some improvement. I am going to I'm going to seek to do my best. I'm going to seek to improve this for your glory, for you. And then um allow that allow you to use me. Um he is with you. You don't need to worry. You just need to do your best and ask him to guide you day in 
and day out. Before we wrap up today, I do want to once again invite you to the Rise Up Summit. We have so many sessions that help. The Rise Up Summit this year is all about, um, the theme is Rise Up and Shine. It's all about helping you shine for Christ in the midst of a confused and uncertain world. And we have a whole section on improving teaching your effectiveness as a teacher. Um, a few ones that come up come in mind to me as I'm sitting here right now. Um, Michael Lindzen is going to talk about smart classroom management. Um, Dave Stewart Jr. about motivating students to care about learning. Uh, Dave Bedell has an incredible session about how to personalize instruction for your students. So like differentiate in like this incredible way without needing any extra time. Um, we're having a session with Casey Bell on digital choice boards. Uh, Kelly's going to share how to do lesson planning if you're struggling with that. So so many practical sessions, all free the weekend of the event at riseupchristianeducators.com. And don't let the number of sessions overwhelm you. If you just come and go to one, that's that's great. You're welcome. You don't have to go to all of them. You're welcome to just pick out one or two. Um, but I think you'll find a lot of them helpful. As we wrap up today, let's take just a moment to pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you that we are with us. Thank you that you help us. Uh, Teacher, take a moment and just thank God that he is with you and that he's called you to this profession. If you're feeling any sense of inferiority or, you know, struggling with perfectionism at all, take a moment and talk to God about that. And finally, if there's something that you've identified that you want to improve in, ask God to help you with that. Ask him to guide you and to show you what you should do or what what resource or professional development you should take or who you should talk to to help you with that. We thank you, Father, that you're with us and that you help us and that you've called us to this. Help us keep our eyes on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and are enjoying this series. Next week, we'll be back um, talking about the foils, the things that the detriments that keep us from shining, particularly we're going to talk about what how, what do we do with stress, overwhelm, and discouragement and how to keep these things from preventing us from shining. This entire series can be found at teachfortheheart.com slash shine. And if you've been enjoying this series and want to support us, I would the best thing you can do is simply share either this podcast series or the Rise Up Summit um, with your teacher friends and colleagues. So once again, the Rise Up Summit's at riseupchristianeducators.com. And then this series can be found at teachfortheheart.com slash shine. This podcast, once again, is brought to you by the Herzog Foundation, and I cannot wait to be with you again next week. In the meantime, teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you, and he's using you to make a difference. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.